Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Real estate is changing by the minute in this market of COVID-19, civil unrest, and more. Real estate leaders are up for the challenge. In this podcast series, we speak with real estate industry leaders about how they're navigating the market and leading through a challenging market. Today, we're speaking with Brian Donellan, President and CEO of Bright MLS. Bright MLS operates in the mid-Atlantic United States, representing 95,000 real estate professionals in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Yeah, and my first question is just tell me, and obviously we know the areas you cover, but tell me a little bit about Bright MLS and some of the research that you um, have been doing. So, you know, at Bright MLS, you know, it was a few years ago where we, we, we stepped back and we, we really assessed who we were and what we were doing. We sort of uh, straddle a lot of different business lines. Um, and we came back to, to, to the comparison that we're a data company. So data is, is key to what it is that we do. So uh, as a question you're asking, the research that we're doing is, is, is really important for, for what it is we do, not only for Bright, but for our subscribers, our shareholders, and quite honestly, the industry. Um, over the past year, we've actually, we've actually delved in it a little bit more. We've brought some data scientists in. We're building out a, a better team. Uh, we have just, just, just tons of data to look through. Um, and there's a lot of great insights in there that we're really just beginning to, to, to pick out and, and, and understand and, and, and develop more reports, more insight, more information. Um, and we can talk about those in a little bit. But I think as you, as you just um, alluded to, the, the, the COVID has been a really, really important part of what it is we do. And quite honestly, um, the importance of that reporting over these past couple months has been key to our brokers and, again, to our shareholders, uh, agents, and quite honestly, consumers as well, too. Um, and as you can imagine, with a, a footprint as large as what we have, um, we delve in the six states and D.C., as you mentioned, you know, no one area is the same. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania had a, a vastly different experience than, say, Virginia, for example, or even Delaware. So I, I think it highlights the fact that while large-level uh, um, analysis and research is, is great, um, sometimes that overarching view really misses some important parts throughout the, the footprint that we cover. Um, so it, it, it's an important area. It's an, an area that we've been focusing on, and we're going to continue to focus on the next year. Okay, great. And obviously, you know, the country's reopening. However, it's, you know, cases are surging in some areas and not in other areas. So you cover, a, like you said, a vast um, amount of real estate. So tell me, what have you noticed um, as far as the impact in, in the states that you cover? So as I, as I said a, a minute ago, you know, every state is different. Uh, uh, Pennsylvania acted vastly different than Maryland and Virginia and everybody else. Uh, Pennsylvania went through a, a, a shutdown very early in COVID, and the, the statistics actually uh, show that, where some of the areas remained open. You know, some of them more open than others, but, um, you know, the differences in each of the areas just highlights, again, 
that uh, real estate is local, not only in the buying and selling, but also in, in the jurisdictions that they serve, in the legislatures who are making the rules as to how the real estate can and can't be done. So um, the areas uh, uh, just varied widely uh, um, across the different states. Yeah, I know. I think Pennsylvania was shut down completely, um, and I think all the other areas were deemed essential, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, that correct? That's correct. That's correct. I know yeah. Maryland, Virginia, uh, Delaware, those were all deemed essential. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I guess that's where you're going to. You know, the markets really, really took a big hit when they got shut down. Right. Yeah, Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the trends that you're seeing. Um, I noticed that you you did have some home buyer trends as well uh, in a um, press release that you had sent out. It, I'm not sure how long ago it was, but what are you seeing um, as the uncertainty of the virus plays into the stability of the real estate market? And then what are you seeing as far as what people are looking for in a home based on some of your research? There's a lot of unpack to unpack in that question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you need to start at the beginning of the year, sort of pre-COVID, COVID, and then wherever we are right now, whether it's in a transition or beginning the, the the second phase of it. But if we go back to if we go back to January and February, we saw some of the strongest trends across the footprint in January, and February, um, and then actually in, in March too, right right before the the shutdown when that happened, and that carried a lot of folks through April. And then we see the market with the COVID, and, and, and the reality is there's a lot of people, I think, that are sitting on the sidelines to sell a house or maybe even buy a house um, due to the restrictions, due to not wanting people to the house, just a lot of different aspects of that. So in, in April and certainly early May, we saw um, just, just a little bit or a little bit in a lot in some areas, but, but folks being a little bit reticent about putting their house on the sale, not knowing how long it was going to be on the market, not wanting, as I said, you know, open houses or people trafficking through. Um, and we saw that change over time with some of our virtual, virtual tools, which we'll talk about. Uh, but that had a real, real big impact. Now, again, if you go back January, February, March being strong, you would think that that might steal away from, from some of the market in the later spring anyway. But, but COVID actually uh, really put a highlight on that. Um, and we can go more into that if you want. But your other question was, is how do you see um, – people's tastes or people or the consumers uh, um, changes right now. And there's a lot. And, you know, the beauty of it all is, is all of us, most of us at some time buy a, a house. So we have some experience in doing this. And, and the reality is, is I'm looking at this as I'm sure everybody else is looking at this as, as this work at home being more part of our everyday lives moving forward um, and being able to have several people in a house working from home at one time, finding the right areas and, and trying to have a, a podcast or whatever, uh, has really changed, I believe, what folks are looking for out there. Um, you also see, given that same uh, uh, um, example of, of COVID and people staying home more, uh, folks considering moving further away since they're not going to be driving uh, a lot. So there's been a lot of impact in terms of what consumers are looking for and how the markets are reacting to that. And do you see that as being... I mean, should we find a vaccine? Do you see these things still happening and playing out the way that they are right now? You know, again, I'm, I'm no expert on this, but, you know, we, we deal in this stuff. My feeling is, is any time a trend like this happens, you know, there's that initial wave. 
and that wave is never going to carry as strong as it is right now. But just like any other trend, there will be a certain amount that stays. So do I expect it to be as strong as today? Probably not, but I do expect it to be a, 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 um, a factor that, that stays with us for some time. Okay. Um, and as a leader, I'm sure you've learned a lot of lessons um, throughout your career, and especially while, now while adapting to COVID-19. So just let's say career-wise, what are the top two lessons you've learned so far? Oh, my God. There's, there are so many lessons. Top two lessons. Number one, when you're running a company, communication is key. Flexibility is key. Um, patience is key. Having goals. There's just so many things when something like this happens. And quite honestly, you have to have leadership, not only at the top, but throughout your organization to help you get through that. Because, you know, there was a big adjustment uh, for many folks working from home, and it's just not working from home. I mean, folks' kids were home. Uh, maybe, maybe some parents or adult people were home. Um, but it changes the way people work. So you need to adapt. You need to find ways to stay in touch with the staff. You want to Our job during this whole thing, and this is sort of another lesson, was we needed to do all we could to keep the market open and fluid because we have 95,000 people that rely on our ability to keep uh, houses uh, uh, open and and fluid to sell. Um, So being able to do that, still meeting your goals, understanding that you're going to have to make adjustments, um, and again, there's no substitute for for good, good leadership within your company uh, and quite honestly, even with your board as well, too, them understanding and guiding you when you have to make some tough decisions. And what were some of the things that you did for your uh, the members through through the pandemic to help them? Um, did you did you start any new programs or technology? Add any um, developments to your platform? Yeah, you, you, a couple of those trends that that you know I, I could have mentioned earlier. Um, we knew that showings um, and, and just everyday sort of realtor activity was going to change. So, so you know, uh, Chris Finnegan and our, and our marketing team uh, came up with bright steps, and, you know, some of that was data and research so people could see where things were going and where the market was today. But a lot of the other things were, was, was education. People needed to learn how to use the tools a little bit better, and we have lots of tools. Um, and there's so much to, 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 to learn about what it is we do when you're being challenged to do it differently. So we came up with a lot of training, whether it be virtual or WebEx or, 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 or coming into somebody's uh, office with a bunch of people and training them uh, uh, through uh, virtual ways. We had to come up with better ways of allowing the agent to show houses to prospective buyers and marketing to prospective sellers that they had to do that again virtually. 3D tours, more photos. Um, the ability to, to walk through a house and do sort of a Facebook Live, um, all these things have, have challenged the status quo. A lot of our rules are built from 10 years ago in terms of really non-technical, and we had to adjust a lot of the different rules so that folks could actually do this and do it in a manner um, uh, consistent with all the different states and what their rules were and how we're going to do it. So we adapted a lot of the tools that we have. We went back and trained folks more on those tools, and we tried to keep them up every – it was every day for the first couple of weeks and then every week on the data so that they knew where the market was going and how they might be able to react to that. Okay. 
Uh, and let's talk big picture future of real estate in the coming year. Um, based on what you know now and the data coming in from the markets that you serve, what, um, what do you predict for the future of real estate in the coming year? <laughs> Prediction. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, I, I can take a shot at this as good as anybody because I, I think right now, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a data person, I'm sort of a numbers person, I think it can explain a lot. There are so many events going on right now that that any one of those could have a significant impact. You know, a, a, a second coming of COVID could be an impact. We got an election coming up. We got rates coming up. We're not exactly sure where the jobs are. There's just so so many things out there to consider, and any one of them could change it. Having said that, it feels like the it feels like the real estate market is really in decent shape right now, and I think it's going to continue to go. You know, across the footprint. I mean, we continue to see inventory shortages um, in terms of, of, of new houses coming on and availability for people to choose and, and, and go to. But I'll, I'll say this about the realtors and about our group. And I've listened, uh, I looked back to a couple of your podcasts and, and other folks, the Hannahs and everybody else who were talking. This is a resilient group. They're in this business because this is what they do. These are relationship people. Um, they get up every day thinking that they're going to, you know, strike gold, and, you know, God bless them. I think it's a wonderful attitude to have. They are going to find a way to do business, and we are going to find a way to help them do business. And the opportunity for us at this time where data is everywhere, the opportunity for Bright to actually help put the broker and the agent, the realtor, back at the center of the transaction where they are the trusted real estate expert out there as opposed to all these different sites who are providing, you know, partial information and stuff like that. You know, it's our goal, the opportunity for us to really put them back in the driver's seat, neighborhoods, where they're going, drive times, uh, where they can really consult with their buyers and sellers and put them in the, uh, uh, the home of their dreams. Okay. And finally, my last question is just where do you see the most opportunity in the industry right now um, for real estate brokers and agents? Well, you know, just going through uh, sort of the timeline of things, we're, I, it's interesting that I think we're at a pivotal moment here. And um, I read a book by, by, by Steve Case, and it's called The Third Wave, where there's the third wave of the Internet. You have the first wave, the second wave, and the third wave, and he says we're in the third wave. And I believe in the real estate industry we're sort of in the third wave too. And I didn't – it just coincidental that it lined up right there. Um, but I think the agent with the data – with the analytics, with the tools, uh, with their ability to do their job, I think their opportunities going down the road are going to be great, and I think technology is going to help them be smarter in every area. You know, if, if you go back and you look what the consumer wants, uh, the consumer wants certainty. They want to know, you know how much their house is going to sell for. They want to know how, much, uh, how long it's going to take. They want to know how long it's going to take them to get into the house, and you know, how much are they going to pay for that house. You know, and the better we can give these tools, which are forward-looking, which aren't things that are happen, happening at this moment, but we can say, hey, look, it's going to take you two weeks to sell this house based on our information. It's going to take you three weeks to buy a house, take you uh, three months to move in with the mortgage and all these other things. The more certainty uh, we can give uh, uh, the consumer out there, the, the brokers and agents can give the consumer out there, I think the more that they're going to find and be that trusted um, advisor in this really, really important. I'm excited about where technology is going. I'm excited about our ability to deliver that to the brokers and agents. And I think it's going to make a a, a much more pleasant experience 
um, as these coming months and years go on in terms of buying and selling a house, which in the past has been pretty brutal at times. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Thank you for your perspective, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with Real Trends today for our podcast. Well, thank you. I, and, I really uh, do appreciate the opportunity. A lot of fun, and um, uh, good luck to you. <laughs> 